Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome back listeners to episode 66 of the podcast. I'm so excited that we are so far and uh, I was uh, I was looking at the stats uh, this morning earlier and so far we oh my goodness it's gone up since I looked at it before we have had 6912 downloads Joe that's that is amazing yeah. uh, incredible but you know we started this for fun didn't we it's um it, it's just been an amazing journey what and what an amazing group of people we've had the privilege to talk to yeah. we, we've 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 chatted with some really great people who can help entrepreneurs of all kinds and um, specifically assistants um and also some of the things that we've talked about that i was been thinking about it you know like copywriting and and web stuff um, although it's good for the assistants themselves, it's also good for the assistant clients because it means that assistants have got a more rounded idea of things and they can advise their clients, which makes them more valuable, I think, yep. anyway. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited that, that we've got this far. And today we're going to be chatting with uh, a lovely VA who I've known for a while. And uh, I know you've, you know, you know Pip. I know Pip from the community and I've had email connection with Pip, but I don't, it's like so many of these wonderful people, you know them in the virtual world, but we've never met. Yeah, so uh, so we're going to have a, a lovely chat with Pip a bit, a bit later on. But uh, when this episode goes out, it, this episode will be live on the 18th of October. And at that point in time, I will be in Hollywood, Florida not in Natanya, Israel, where I am now while we record this episode, because um, today is the 29th of September as we record, and I'm flying out to Florida to visit our daughter and son-in-law and our two gorgeous kids there, uh, grandchildren there, and we fly out on the 4th of October. So episodes from the 4th, 5th, the 4th of October, the 11th, the 18th and the 25th, when those go live, I'll actually be in the States. So I'll be in a different a different time zone. Uh, and we're going to be recording some while I'm out there as well, aren't we, Joe? Yeah, we are. We've um, got a couple of dates. Don't want to interrupt your holiday too much. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of dates. I've actually hired a meeting room so that we can get good quality audio for them because uh, in, in the house um, there will be the nanny with Max, the, the little one who's one. Uh, my husband will be there and my son-in-law works from home. So I felt it wasn't fair to start recording with with all that going on. So I've actually hired some office space, um, which would be quite nice actually to, to, to go and do that. But that's um, enough waffling, I think. Uh, I think we should uh, get ready to welcome Pip in and have a lovely chat with Pip and find out all about her and her VA journey, which is also quite interesting. So uh, let's do that, shall we? Welcome back, listeners. And to, we now joined by the wonderful Pip Dolman, who is a VA. And uh, Pip, welcome. 
it's uh, we we've chatted before and uh, you and joe have come across each other and helped each other out before uh, although the, today is the first time you've actually seen each other in well not quite in the flesh is it nearly <laughs> nearly <laughs> almost almost um and it's great another another great episode's coming up so why don't you tell our listeners um all about yourself who you are what you do um how you got to where you got to and, and then we'll see where the conversation goes yeah okay well thank you Shirley thank you Joe. so I am Pip and um, as I said um, I'm a VA uh, and I set up my VA business Pip Dolman Virtual Assistant not a very um, creative name it just sort of does what it says on the tin I guess so I set that up in March last year um, right at the start of the pandemic um, not intentional um, um, but actually it stood me in good stead um, and I got my first client about four months later and what I do is I um, I guess you could call me I'm an admin VA so I support my clients with all the the back office bits and pieces, um, social media support, launch support, um, newsletters, research, um, all of those kind of things. So um, I guess my background is PA. I've done that for, did that for 20 something years. Um, it's a bit frightening when I think about that. <laughs> but um, um, And I had a little foray into marketing and events and then latterly sort of business development. But I suddenly realized what I love doing is the PA side of things, the support side of things, working sort of almost like behind people, just supporting them, helping them get to where they want to get to. And so I really wanted to go back into the PA world. Um, but at the time I was living on my own, just with my dog. So I needed sort of part-time work just so I could look after her and everything. And uh, and it was just impossible to find part-time work. And then someone who I worked with said, well, why don't you look at the virtual PA thing? And I was like, the, the what? I'd never <laughs> heard of it. So went home, Googled it, um, found this amazing world of the virtual assistant. Um, found the VA conference that was, I think it was the last one that was um, actually in person and went to that, discovered Amanda, did her course, met lots of VAs and, um, and I've never looked back really. It's just been an amazing and incredible 18 months. So. Fantastic. Now that's amazing to me because I thought you'd been a VA much longer than that. Yeah, I did too. I really did. So you were doing a brilliant job because you seem to have been around forever in, in <laughs> my in my recollection anyway. So, so that's really what's, cool. What's interesting for me is to hear about people who've started businesses right at the beginning of the pandemic or during the pandemic. And, and that's really interesting. And I wonder what your experience has been as somebody who has sort of started a business just as the world locked down sort of thing, that must have been quite daunting. It was. And as I said, it wasn't my intention at all. I was on three months notice in my last employed mm -hmm. role. So I handed my notice in at Christmas time when we were blissfully unaware of what was about to hit the world. Mm -hmm. And um, and then when I, I left my job in it was the start of March I had a fortnight's holiday came back and literally within a week we were in lockdown and I did think 
what have I done? This is just a disaster. Um, but actually, as I said, it just, it, it stood me in good stead because I thought I've got, I just need to knuckle down. I was doing Amanda's course. I did some of Shelley's courses uh, and like just absorbed all this training. And, um, and I have to say, even though it's almost like I've never been a business owner outside of a pandemic until now, I don't think it held me back because mm. I've managed to grow my, grow my client base um, and I've got lots of referrals and, and I have been really busy. So um, for me, I, as I say, I haven't got any experience until sort of now of not yeah. working in a pandemic. So um, I don't know, have you, Joe? have you found it as, a, as another VA? Have you found it difficult? Is it? At the beginning of lockdown I had some projects that were due to come on board and all of them kind of disappeared simply because the clients were in the kind of environment where if they weren't directly impacted by the lockdown they were impacted in, in other ways um, one of those sadly has since had to close their business because it was just really really complex and, and difficult for them and the other two throughout the pandemic they've ridden it out but the pandemic had to fundamentally change the way they were doing things so the original project that was planned had to be canned and we're talking about different projects further down the line because they've had to evolve their business so um that work will come back and possibly towards the end of this year um but at least they've retained their business but I found different businesses operating in different ways as they were adjusting to the pandemic. Um, they needed somebody like me who could help them adjust, whether it was the tech, whether it was looking at their GDPR and what had changed in, in how they were doing things. Plus, there's been this massive set of changes to GDPR anyway. So it's been a plus and a minus and a you know an up and down as business always is for me yes yeah because I guess as you were saying um you know that clients have adapted I guess I've been in the position where <clears throat> being a VA only in a pandemic the clients that have come to me have been those clients who have needed to adapt and are all online and everything so um yeah. yes yeah so fingers crossed <laughs> everything keeps moving on as it is <laughs> yeah that's really interesting I mean I my I used to have um, a face-to-face -face IT training company when I was in the UK uh, which I sold in 2017 and went all all in online although I was still delivering face-to-face -to, -face to a few clients up until I left the UK in October 2019 so, no, I sold it in January 2019. Uh, 2017 is in, in my brain. I was talking about it a lot yesterday with somebody. That's why it's stuck in my brain. So it was 2019. I sold it in the January. We emigrated in October. Uh, and we got here to Israel in October 2019. And in March 2020, lockdown. Um, but because my business was online anyway, and that was my focus, like you, Pip, it hasn't really made a material difference to me, except that um, clients, corporate companies that would not have considered uh, live virtual training beforehand, they would have insisted it was in situ, which I couldn't have done from here. 
Um, so now I'm able to deliver any of the face-to-face -face training I used to deliver in the UK to corporates via the web, which, so I've actually had a really busy year. Um, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of them um, in the trainer communities, we've talked about this before, Joe, mm. haven't we? In yeah. the, the trainer community at the start, everybody had full diaries because everybody delivered face-to-face. -face. And in the one community I'm in, um, you know, like from Monday to Tuesday, their diaries emptied. And, you know, they were looking at the next six months or however long it was going to be with no money coming in. Um, and we've all, they've all had to, I was already there, but they've all had to adapt like you've had to adapt so mm. I think you know terrible and terrible and terrible on a physical and emotional level that, that the pandemic has been but it has given business some um opportunities that yeah were come earlier than they might have done it has absolutely yeah. and I think there is that real shift isn't there now to um sort of not just training but but the actual ways of working that this is almost like this hybrid approach now um, and the sort of like home working and uh, remote working um, it's it's more acceptable mm -hmm. than it, it was sort of 18 years ago 18 years 18 months ago which yeah. yeah. uh, <clears throat> feels, feels like 18 years it, it? <laughs> it does doesn't it I <laughs> that normal life seems so long ago <laughs> It's, 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 yeah, go on, Joe. Go on. I was going to say, I mean, it is interesting that, you know, a lot of a traditional bricks and mortar businesses, you know, and some of the businesses I've worked with it, it, when I was sort of in the corporate world are now turning around and, and offering this hybrid model, um, you know, and reading articles about the world now of work, you know, some some employees are saying you know if if my business if the business i'm working for is not prepared to retain me on a hybrid basis i'm going to find another job because they want that change they've had 18 months of enjoying time with their family or whatever their their, their thing is you know and they've realized that they can still be productive without being tied to that commute and and all of those things and it's a very interesting time for business and, and the world of work generally I I think yeah. the next few months will be really interesting I think so I um had a chat last year after uh, I did a session for what's now ES tech but then was exec sec tech online last last September so this time last year um, and afterwards, I had a lovely chat with uh, an executive assistant who works for, I think she works for Mars at the moment, uh, huge. And she is, I can't remember, she's based somewhere in Europe. I can't remember exactly, but I think she's in Switzerland. Um, her executive is never in one place for any length of time. There's no point almost her being in the office because she would never see him. She only communicates with him via Teams or the phone or whatever communications email that they have. Uh, and she manages all of his stuff remotely because he's never in the office because he's such a high flyer. He's always flying. Hmm. Um, even through the pandemic, he was never in the same place. So, um, you know, it really does underline that you don't need to be sitting on the other side of the wall to your executive or manager or boss or client yeah. or, or whoever. 
It yeah. does. I just think so long as you keep that communication going, that's really important, isn't it? Sort of checking in with people. Um, my last role, sort of employed role, I was really lucky where um, <clears throat> they embraced flexible working. Um, so I could work from home. I could do sort of like a split day, have the morning in the office, work from home in the afternoon, um, which worked amazingly. Yeah. And I was really surprised, as I said, when I was looking to sort of go back into the PA world there was this sort of attitude it's like no I, we don't do flexible working here you have to be at your desk nine to five how can you do the job otherwise and it's like well <laughs> I'm sure there's a way and, and you know there's a yeah. lot of trust involved isn't there I think um, <clears throat> and I think perhaps because we've had to work from home and we've had to work remotely over the last 18 months it perhaps has shown to employers that people are mm. capable of working from home and and not everybody then doesn't work just because they're not in front of yeah. their managers every day so yeah I think the responsible people will always work yeah. and the people who are irresponsible and are skivers are going to find a way of skiving whether they're in the office or not Mm. that's it absolutely you can't change those people can you mm. so yeah. I think Joe, Joe what were you going to say well Sorry. for some people you know that I know in my network the fact that they've no longer got a commute has made them so much more productive because they're not having to get up at stupid o'clock shower dress queue up for a train or a tube or a bus or a, a whatever and sit on public transport in whatever format that is for however long or in their car you know and so they get up they, they're having breakfast they're at their desks at the time when they would normally be kind of standing in the wet in the cold for a bus and so therefore they are you know they are feeling better because they're not having to do that commute you know and um at the same time they're they're missing it they're missing the connection so it, it, I think there's a lot of people who want that hybrid uh, and and feel they benefit from the in-person elements of working but they don't want to do it all the time because they've learned that they can do what we do all the time I mean for us it it feels you know quite normal to be you know yeah so I, I totally get that you know um you know to be in a room with someone it is a completely different dynamic isn't it than being on a zoom call with with yeah. your team to actually be in the room and you know you bounce ideas off each other probably slightly easier um and, and so to do that once in a while I think yes that's great and I think that is needed um and and I sometimes miss that with my job um but then going back to everything that you've just said joe do i do i miss my commute absolutely not do i miss getting up when it's still dark outside no and, and actually working from home i can i still get up quite early but i then have time for breakfast not in front of my laptop yeah. um i do get that better sort of work-life balance um so um yes I embrace working from home wholeheartedly <laughs> well that's just as well really isn't it that's it is it well. is absolutely well. well right so now I want to ask you some some worky questions okay so you 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 listed out the things that you you discovered what you really loved doing and I think that's really important we've talked a lot about how everybody, a lot of VAs start out offering everything and then gradually they realize they don't like doing everything or they don't 
do everything as well as everything else and they gradually niche in so one of the things that you do offer pit what's your favorite thing to do oh my favorite thing to do um i love supporting with launches actually um it's quite stressful it's quite busy but um, actually, when you're there supporting a client when they're launching a program, um, it's really exciting. Uh, and, um, you know, I get to know my clients really well by doing that because I'm working really closely with them. Um, so, um, so that is one of the things that terrified me at the start. And now I've done several of them um you know whenever a client is launching it's really exciting um one thing I will say is I about being a VA I love the variety of the work um and so I'm in two minds as to whether to niche I totally get it makes marketing easier it makes your messaging easier um but for me part of the enjoyment of what I do is getting up each morning and having that oh I've got this today or that today and bringing on a new mm. client and when I you know when I'm having a discovery call it's not just a case of oh I only really do this it's like well what's the support that you're what is the support that you're looking for and how can I fit into that role so um yeah I sit on the fence when it comes to niching there are obviously things that I like more than others but um for the time being, I'm happy to keep my scope of work really broad. No, I think that's I think that's absolutely fine. I think the niching comes in when people are maybe not getting enough clients or they're getting the wrong clients because their messaging isn't right. Uh, and the stuff that you put out is, is brilliant. So, I mean, I follow you on whatever platforms you're on. So I do see your stuff all the time. Thank you. Know, you. I'm, I'm kind of everywhere and I'm on all the <laughs> platforms. Uh, I have been since, oh, since they started, started up more or less. Um, but but no, so I, th- I think that's I think that's a really good point. And I think it's what you love, isn't it? It's all very well saying, yeah, you must, must, must niche. Um, but only if it's really going to bring you joy, I think. Mm that's it and yes and I'm you know I'm I I am I feel really lucky since starting up my business because I've got some amazing clients um who have you know sort of stuck with me through thick and thin there have been some like you know quite hard times over the last year or so 18 months um and um and you know they've kind of as I say they've stuck with me they've believed in me um and as a new VA that is that's amazing and that's what gives you the confidence to kind of kind of keep going and keep putting yourself out there um so um yeah I do feel really blessed with the clients that I've got and the work that I that I get from them which is lovely no that's 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 really lovely so if you've got any tips for some as somebody who has started their business in a pandemic and we are really still in a pandemic even I know in the UK everything seems to be back to normal here it's nearly but not quite back to normal Uh, we're going to Florida on Sunday to see our daughter and son-in-law and their two children and uh they don't believe COVID exists in Florida. Um, it's just very, very bizarre. But so have you got any tips for aspiring or new VAs who might be listening to the podcast or maybe PAs who are thinking of saying, oh, well, I really want to, my, my business is not going to let me carry on unless I go back in the office. I'm, I, what tips would you give them if they're starting out? Um, 
I would say if it's what you truly want to do and you're prepared to work hard, just absolutely go for it. Um, you have to have that self-belief to really, you know, put yourself out there, um, do lots of training. There is so much training out there um, and embrace the opportunities. Put yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, I've spent probably the last 18 months totally out of my comfort zone. <laughs> but then when I look back, I'm just like, wow, you know, I've, I've, I have developed enormously over the last year, 18 months. Um, and so you just have to, as I say, you just have to go for it. You have to believe in yourself and uh, you have to work hard, but also you have to be flexible in your approach. I think I set out with a view that I would be a virtual traditional PA and I do anything but a traditional <laughs> PA role. <laughs> um, but if that's what I had wanted to do and I'd been rigid and stuck with that, my business would probably mm, might not have been as successful as it is now. Um, so you just have to, yes, yeah, kind of um, veer and haul and take your business down different routes. Um, and, um, and yeah, just, just go for it. Absolutely go for it. Because I do believe there is enough work out there for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, I've always felt that in the training world. You know, people say, oh, you're in competition with this one and that one and the other one. And I said, you know, look, not every trainer is right for every person and not every VA is going to be right for every client. You know, we all have different personalities and we're all going to suit different people. Um, and yeah, I absolutely do agree with you there. There's always going to be, you just have to find it. Joe, have you got anything to add to that? There's a, there's a resilience of, and, and a thick skin that you have to develop as a, as, as a, a small business owner um, because there's no doubt about it, you are going to get knocks. You are going to put a proposal into a prospect and they're going to say that's too expensive or not now or it's not what I want or, you know, and it feels hurtful when somebody says, actually, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> but there's not the right match and you're better off and I've done this I've worked with clients where I've thought you know there's there's this thing that there's that develops that goes neat, 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 in your gut <laughs> and every time you get that neat, 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 in your gut you think but don't ignore it because it always ends up really bad that's, that's so that's so true it, it's just it's follow your intuition isn't it yeah. don't don't ignore it and, and yeah and don't sorry. don't take the don't take the refusals to heart or you know it's it's not it's not about you sometimes it is just about business you know what I mean and it it could be the wrong time it could be that you're the wrong person but when one door closes other doors open for you to work with exactly the right client at the right time and and all of those things so yeah and I'm a I'm a I'm a firm believer in things happen for a reason mm -hmm. and exactly what you said you know that that one client will say thanks but no thanks but then because you've still got that time again you can work for amazing clients who do fit in with your values and values yeah. that's another really important mm. thing work with people who share the same values as you um, mm. then you're on the right footing absolutely yeah. yeah 
yeah otherwise you're 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 getting that as uh, in in the gut all the time as Joe yeah. says. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to remember that. We are going to be like, <laughs> all day long now. <laughs> be in my head all day long, all day long, all day long. And it's true. It's true what Joe said there about sometimes the, the price isn't right. It's too much, too little. You know, you could be refused because you come across as too cheap, and they think, well, if you're so cheap, are you any good? You know, that is a valid thing uh, or it could be that it's too expensive or it could be that the timing as joe says the timing is not right and um, you know i've got lots of people who um haven't bought into my hub for example as pip did at the beginning you were one very early adopter um you know but and it's got more expensive because i've added more content uh, but the time wasn't right and then somebody joins when it's even more expensive but they need that solution now and that's when they, yeah. they want it. So yeah. they're quite happy or I'll do a special offer. Uh, and then they think, all oh, right, that's now, now I'm the right time. So I've had somebody who bought, she's bought three or four of my courses over the years. So she bought two or she bought two or three. Uh, and the last time I did a special offer, she said, Oh, it's that time I had the, the had the full set. And she just bought into it. So by the time she'd spent, the courses she'd bought before, plus the special offer, she probably spent more than had she have bought the whole thing at the beginning. But it wasn't right for her then. So yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I have to say, as a as a member of your hub, it is amazing, and I have dipped in and out of it so many times. <clears throat> it's just great to have that like that in the background. So I know if I need to, if a client says, "Oh, could you just quickly." Um, I don't know, create a form. The last thing, the last, the last um, module that I looked at for yours was your fillable forms. So it was brilliant that I knew that I had that in the background that I could just dip in and that I, the client asked me to create this and I wasn't then scrabbling around, Googling and, and everything just to have that information at my fingertips. So, um, yes. That makes me feel really all warm and fuzzy. That's lovely. <laughs> and uh, I, I announced it on the last episode of the podcast, which is going out the week before this one, but I'm actually launching a new program. So I might be in touch with you afterwards. Uh, and it's going to launch at the PA show in March next year. So I've got between now and March to create it. Some of it is created. Uh, it's a new kind of hub, uh, slightly different focus, but it's going to have all of the hub in it, plus a heck of a lot more. Um, so anybody that is already a member of the hub will get brought across to it. They won't lose out. So they've already paid me whatever they paid me whenever they did they'll still get all of that but they'll get all the extra stuff as well so i mean i could do it differently but that's how i feel it's only fair to do it that way um so i might be in touch off anyway yeah that's very long, exciting i've got a lot of work to do between now and march i do like to make my life difficult but hey ho comfort zone there you go outside comfort zone so, Kip, any last things that you'd like to, to say to our VA listeners? Yeah, I think just um, if it's what you want to do, uh, and as Joe said, there will be times when, um, you know, the chips are down and things just aren't go according to plan. Um, just keep going. Absolutely keep going. Mm. Um, you know, that is one of the things that I have loved since joining the entrepreneurial world the VA world is the amount of support out there 
um, you know, so connect with other VAs, connect with people in your world, um, because you don't know what doors they will open for you. Um, you know, you as Joe and I have in the past, yeah. you know, we've kind of picked each other's brains. And well, generally, it's me picking your brains, isn't it, Joe? <laughs> I'm always uh, open to help. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it has been amazing. I mean, my background is sort of professional services and it's it's very different. And so coming into this wonderful entrepreneurial world, I'm just like, wow, there is so much support there. So just go out, like embrace it, talk to people, connect with people. Um, and and yeah, just I keep saying it, don't I? Just go for it. But that's that's what I have done. I've just got okay. I just I really want to do this. Let's just do it. Yeah. Um, it's almost like feel the fear, but do it anyway. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. I totally. Agree. Any last thoughts, Joe, before we wrap up? No, I think that's everything that Pip says is is really really valid. I think it's you know, something we've touched on here before and Pip's touched on it there is don't be afraid to network with the the other VAs because you might have the opportunity to collaborate with them on the bigger projects or if a client comes to you and they have something that, you know, a broad project and you can do 50% of it and 50% of it you can't, you can go in with another VA, split the project, split the money between you, you know, and work together to deliver or have a referral process between other VAs. So, you know, it is about collaboration and it is about just going for it and, you know, get that, just get going. I think, I think we'll I think we'll title this episode just the just go for it episode yeah just do it <laughs> just isn't it, do it. That, that's it just do it yeah <laughs> okay Pip, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it's been a real pleasure and as ever we will put your bio and all of your links and things onto uh, the web page that goes with the episode so any other VAs out there if you're not in love with launching for your clients you will be able to get in touch with pip and collaborate with pip in that way so that's how it works collaboration is king in my book it's a great thing and uh thank you very much once again oh thank you shelly and thank you joe it's been an absolute pleasure joining you this morning it really has hello joe welcome back wasn't that such a fun chat there with pip yes lovely and, and lovely to catch up and 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 talk to somebody who has started their business in lockdown and made such a success. I think there are so many messages that we can all take from that. Even people like you and I, Shelley, that have had businesses for a long time. And, um, you know, that the message about resilience and about keeping going that sort of Pip gave us was really, really useful. Yeah. Totally, totally. I, I love it. And, and I was really surprised that she said she only started 18 months ago. Um, yeah. She was an early joiner to my hub, um, but I didn't think anything about that, you know, because yeah. I'd only launched it not that long before. So um, it, really interesting because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, she's been around forever, um, but obviously not. So yeah. I think that's a good message too, because obviously mm -hmm. everything that Pip has been doing by her messaging and getting herself out there 
um, makes you think, oh, well, I've been seeing you around all the time. So that gives you confidence also because you keep seeing their messaging, whoever it is. Um, it, it does help, I think, definitely does help. And yeah, you're right. There were tons of lessons in, in that episode. What stood out the most for you? The message about resilience, about, you know, keep going and, you know, I hate to use the word brave, but, you know, to, to kind of um, plan something. And, and this was sort of what Pip was saying, you know, she'd resigned, she had a plan, and then the pandemic hit. There wasn't plan A, the part-time job didn't come off. So plan B, let's give it, well, let's go all in. And, you know, that message, you've, you've got to be totally committed. You know, you can't sort of say, oh, I'm going to be this for a week. And, you know, the first knock you get, that's it, walk away or, or whatever. If you are absolutely going to make a go of it, you just have to keep going and going and going and going. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, totally agree. I think that's really the main message. Commit fully to whatever it is in life that you want to do. You know, yeah. um, if, you know, just to take it to a, a, a completely different place, you know, if you really want to lose weight and you really want to be fitter, we all know what we have to do. We just have to commit to doing those yeah. things, whatever they may be. So I think it's the same thing in business. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit uncomfortable. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll see me bobbing around a bit. My, my back's been playing up a little bit the last couple of days, too much sitting. Um, but hey-ho, that's just life. So um, I'm a bit fidgety. <laughs> I'm just noticing myself on the, on the screen. Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's, it's being fully committed to whichever avenue you choose to go around and I also thought what was interesting was her take on the niche thing yeah um that she is actually niched really in the things she loves to do yes so yeah that is a niche and, and, as well. and a niche doesn't always have to be that one thing or that one type of client it could be just yeah as you say doing what you love and I think that that is another real learning point for all VAs is to be doing something that you really, really enjoy and, um, you know, developing those skills, you know, and, and Pip said that she, she'd started off doing general stuff and she's picked up more skills and along the way she's, she's kind of got rid of things that she likes less and she's only focusing on doing the things that she really really loves and again that's another lesson you know as a business owner you choose yeah yeah you can always outsource the things that you don't love doing yeah um to somebody else who can do it for you or the things you don't have time to do even yeah. if it's not a case if you don't like doing them sometimes it's too, there's just too much to do in a day. So yep. you, you need to outsource. So I outsource my bookkeeping. I'm very fortunate. I can outsource it to my husband. Um, yep. He's an accountant. Uh, why I didn't do it 10 years ago, I still don't know. That was the stubbornness in me. And I'm going to do it myself. But as soon as I would say, David, I'm going to reconcile the bank account tonight, he was, okay, I'm going to hide. Because <laughs> so, yeah. it would then take him, he knew it was going to take him three hours to unpick it afterwards when, and, and, and redo. You know, that is not my strong point. Yeah. Um, but I was determined to do it. Because I thought it's important for me to know what 
is going on in my business as well. Uh, but since we came here and he has less to do, I said, okay, now you can just do it. <laughs> so yeah. he does it. And, and I should have done it years ago. Yep. It's interesting, isn't it? Because bookkeeping was one of the first things that I outsourced. And it's not because I can't do it. I've, I've done it successfully, um, you know, but it's not where I want to be. Um, so it, it, and it probably takes me longer than it does, you know, to pay somebody else to do my bookkeeping. They, it takes them one hour a month me probably two or three and yes I could do that but that hour I can actually earn more yeah by doing a project or doing something else so it just makes a whole lot more sense yeah yeah it would take me three hours to reconcile my bank account um because I would have a lot of transactions going in and out a lot of training happening or the online sales you know and and the different and different accounts and things it would take me hours to do it and uh, this way he does it it's what he does all day long, every day, and has done for the last 40 years. So it's bread and butter. You know, he can do it with his mouth shut. And he just has to say, well, what was this for? What was that for? And yeah. once your uncle, we're done. So uh, oh, outsource. I love outsourcing. If, you know, I have, we have a whole team now on the podcast, don't we, Joe? Yeah. So we have Joe, Joe and I who do the episodes. We have the wonderful Lisa who does the editing. And Lisa will be a guest on a future episode. Um, at some point once we can get our schedule together and so Lisa does the editing so she edits the audio and the video now I was doing all of that myself but found it was just taking up time that I could be devoting to content creation course creation Uh, and that's where I want to be not video editing podcasts Uh, and it's what Lisa wants to do so it kind of she she emailed me and said uh, can I edit one for you and you'll give me a testimonial, I won't charge you. And she did such a good job that a few months, it didn't happen immediately, but a couple of months later, I said, okay, now you can do it for me. And we now have Zita, who is, um, Zita who does a lot of my VA work, generally anyway, she looks after all my social media. Um, she now does the webpage that goes with the podcast. Yes, I could do it myself, but it's half an hour to 40 minute job. Um, and it's just easier all the information is there mm. for Jesus to do it. But connected to that, something that we've talked about on other episodes I wanted to bring in here, which is processes. And I know that's yeah. something close to your yeah. heart, Joe. Yeah. What, what doing this has forced me to do is work out what the process is for what happens after Joe and I have finished jabbering away to you on the podcast when we've had enough jabbering away what happens next and I I I recorded it for Zeta so that she could know what she needed to do for the web page um and I had a call with Lisa so she knew so I now know exactly what the process is which I probably knew in my head before but because I've outsourced it I've had to document it and I think that's really valuable yeah yeah, I agree. Totally. Um, you know, and I document all sorts of different things for people, you know, process flows and create handbooks and all sorts. It, it is invaluable. Um, you know, and I, I create, um, I use Visio, which, yeah. you know, to create my process flows and my swim lanes and, and all of those kinds of analysis tools that I use. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it does mean that if at some point, any of the team changes for whatever reason 
I'm not getting rid of anybody. I'm not getting rid of anybody. Mm. It's just that, you know, they might have other interests. They might decide not to do it. They don't want yep. to work with it anymore. If something happens, they have to close their business down. For whatever reason, it means that I already have the, I now have the process designed. I've got the video of what to do recorded. Yep. For the next person that comes along, it's a much easier handover. Uh, and it's much easier to explain what needs yep. to happen than, than before. Yep. So, um, yeah. And now we've kind of got onto that throughout sourcing, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Anyways, right. It's now quarter past 12 here today on the 29th of September. And we're going to be recording another episode later on this afternoon. Um, after which I am off to a surprise 60th birthday party. Mm, that sounds exciting. Yes. What else have you got on today, Joe? Apart from so... the other episode. Apart from the other episode, I am writing a report of my findings after a GDPR review for somebody. And this evening, I'm talking to the very, very lovely Annabelle Kay um, about children's GDPR and data management. So that's eight o'clock. So it's a webinar. Oh, that's fantastic. So you, you are you being interviewed by Annabelle for that? Yeah, we know we, it's just a free-flowing conversation, very very similar to what we do on, on this. And um, Annabelle has sent invitations out to the, the wider VA community and they'll be able to register, come along, have a chat, listen, ask questions. We can, you know, give advice, help, tips, all those kinds of things. Fantastic. Just shows the power of collaboration and networking with other people. I've known Annabelle probably since about 2007, eight maybe maybe no maybe 2009-10 but a long time um and it's just amazing when people yeah. that you work with or you collaborate with everybody seems to be collaborating yeah. and and the circle gets smaller yeah um, and it's it's just fabulous oh i'm so i'm so pleased for you that's going to be amazing listeners that's going to be great although by the time you hear this episode it will have been in the past yes so, uh, <laughs> that, that's what's on today okay so i think we're gonna wind up today so thank you very much for being with us again today and, uh, and we will see you again next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then. <laughs>